You ready? I'm I'm ready if you're ready. You ready? Let's okay, let's, let's do this. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Funkatopia Live. Tonight, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, he's been on the show before, and but this time around, we got a lot more to talk about, and I'm a lot more prepared than I was the first time around. Uh, <laughs> it is the one and only uh, Michael Gabriel, who uh, you may know is uh, as, well, I, I guess I, you know, I don't, I don't want to kind of go down this list, but he's a very special guest this evening. Credible vocalist, multi-instrumentalist in the yes. vein of the greats like Stevie Wonder and Prince, you know, where he plays everything and he does everything. And I, I, I generally really don't understand why he hasn't exploded yet, to be totally honest. I mean, his, his right. music, uh, he has an incredible strong voice. Uh, he's, as I said in the pre-show, he's easy on the eyes for the ladies. Uh, he is also It will he never is, not be creepy when you say it. I know. But I, oh, I forgot I forgot to lean in. You got to lean in, ASMR. He's, an, he's, an, he's incredibly easy on the eyes for the ladies. Uh, he is also actively touring as a guitarist with one of the most beautiful women on the planet inside and out as you mentioned uh yeah. one of my personal heroes and one of my teenage crushes for sure yeah. mrs sheila e yeah i know that i'm not alone there i know that i was not the only one who had a poster of her on my wall there's no way i Could mean sheila yeah. e is got dang you know how to say but but go ahead you were gonna say something no i'm just saying yeah she's she's awesome. oh yeah <laughs> yeah you can't we we could sit here and and him and haw on, on that all night long yeah. um <clears throat> beautiful uh anyways but he has also worked with many greats in his career including earth wind and fire and george clinton uh tony 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 uh tony tony tone you gotta say Tony, 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 uh, Tony, 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 George Duke, Gary Clark Jr., Snoop Dogg, and so many others. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the one and only Michael Gabriel. Oh man! Oh man! It's it's an honor to have you here. We got to make you. A, should we make him large right now, or should we just kind of keep him in this little? Hey, hey! Upside down say, pyramid thing. For now, for now, for now, for now. All right, for for now, we'll, for now we'll keep you here so you don't have to do the large screen just yet. But uh, we'll blow you up. You, you were killing me with that easy on the eyes, <laughs> close in on the mic. Easy on the eyes. Michael Gabriel is in the house. Gabriel, easy on the eyes. You know what? That's a song title. There's a song title. Somewhere. There is a song in there. Easy There's on song the eyes. I'm gonna remember. There it that. is. Yeah. Good. And make sure I get I get some type of I'll byline sure you credit. Get your, your, your proper credit. Yo, yeah, sure. I, I don't need a cut. I don't need a cut. Uh, just just a little byline. I'm not gonna leave so. you out. <laughs> <laughs> you watch new, next album. It'll be there. Yeah, next I'm, album. Yep. I'm looking at brand new album. Speaking of which, brand new album that's coming out from Michael called Genesis. Do we have a date on the album release on this? We don't. You know, I'm just kind of letting things kind of simmer a little bit right now. But there's gonna be more information on that soon. Great. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we're going to chat a little bit about it, but uh, there is a special announcement that I was going to say at the pre-show, but um, I, I didn't. I wanted to save it for the show. We kind of got Clarence here to share it. Uh, longtime listeners of Funkatopia know that we've done album release parties with, with bands before. We've done album release parties with Foe, with Bootsy Collins and others. And coming soon... You will get to join Funkatopia along with Michael Gabriel for an exclusive virtual album release party right here on Funkatopia and only here on Funkatopia. And 
And let me just say, Fire, let me just the say, fireworks. The fireworks are going is. off right that's now. Right. Okay. That's right. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So let's let me just say that you will not want to miss that. So, you know, stay tuned in about a week or two once we kind of lock down when that release date is going to be. And we'll have an announcement on the specific date and time again right here and only here on Funkatopia. You just and and let's face it, you, you never know who's just going to stop in. Exactly. Exactly. Make sure that you're here. So you're not one of those people saying, I wish I was there. We yeah, don't we want to hear that from anybody because we're not boohooing. So make sure you're here for this. Yeah, it's we, be big. We do not want to be responsible for any FOMO whatsoever. And no kerfuffles after the fact. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, 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 I'm just trying. I, I need to scour the internet and find out how many times people have asked you said the word kerfuffle, kerfuffle. in the past year uh, on the internet. I, I, I've got to be the you only know, one, right? Yeah, and you're probably yeah. right on the top. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, but in the past <laughs> years have been pretty crazy. So It know, could be. There could be many more kerfuffles that we... And unrealized. <laughs> there, That's there's, true. That's true. There's your next song title right there. <laughs> yeah. Easy on Easy the eyes. Kerfuffle. <laughs> That's a B-side. That's a B-side yeah. for sure. Right. Uh, so, but but we'll come back to that after we kick back for a bit and hang with Michael here um, so that all of you can get to know him first because after you get a better understanding of who he is, you are going to want to get this album and you're going to you're going to want to join us and wait just like we are impatiently on pins and needles for this album. So, Absolutely. so, so let's do this. Uh, first off, Michael, how are you, man? I'm great. I'm, I'm really great. I'm so happy to be here on the show with you two. Um, I've been spending a lot of time with this app, though. Maybe you've heard of it. It's uh... ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, there's just so many jams on this. If you haven't heard of this app, you need to check it out. <laughs> I, I think I think I may be familiar with that. Yeah. I, and I might add that that app, which is actually pretty cool of the creators of that app, is to be ASCAP licensed too, so it's all legit. And hey. so the artists are actually getting paid hey. for the music band play. I love That's, it. I love it. How about that? Yeah. What a what a concept, right? <laughs> what a concept. It's what? unreal. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Yeah. Who'd have thunk that the people would <laughs> did not want to get sued? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> So yeah. that is so awesome that you have it, it on awesome. there. But yeah. uh, so, and I know that you're you've been playing guitar with uh, Sheila. Sheila is still on tour. Um, the Ticketmaster shows a performance happening this weekend in Michigan. Um, I don't know if there's any others, but only Ticketmaster only shows that one, and then you guys are off to the Netherlands. We're going to be doing a European tour. Yeah, um, I, I can't remember exactly how long on it is. It's about two weeks or so. We're going to be in Europe, uh, so, but all the dates should be on the website. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's just one in Michigan, and then you go go to the Netherlands, and then I think there was a floating one in Atlanta that was canceled from twenty twenty one, that keeps being moved around and hasn't landed on a date yet. But absolutely, let us know when you're when you're here for that. We would love yeah. to come and hang yeah, out with you. But absolutely, um, yeah, absolutely. Be we've yes. been there when you've been here. So hey, we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we we just got done seeing you, and I was uh, I was the one that was frantically waving when you guys were in Stockbridge. I was like, Michael. Yeah. Michael, I think so, I remember that. He's so easy on the eyes. <laughs> Michael, right. uh, uh, what what is what is the toughest part of touring for you for you guys? Uh, it's the traveling for sure. It's yeah, the, it's the traveling. I, we always say the traveling is a real work, and yeah. when we get to hit the stage, that's that's the fun part. Yeah. You know, that doesn't even feel like work, uh, but yeah. it is. It is kind of weird. You know, we talk about it a lot, where you know. 
you spend all this time planning the logistics, the hotels, the transportation, you know, the, the months of planning for, you know, 90 minutes. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and so right. it, 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 that's all the work, all that planning, all the lead time before the show and, and the traveling. But, you know, it's all worth it in the end for those 90 minutes. Now, what, what impact on family? I mean, I, yeah. tell me about the impact of that for you. I, I say I say my wife is a saint. That's <laughs> what I always tell people. Yeah. And that's why it works. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when when you get back to your family after you know having a long time on the road, what is your go to activity? You guys go check out movies, or you know what is it that you prefer to like so, to do more than anything? I just saw the new Thor today. Uh, and I'm I'm not I'm not spoiler person, so I'm not going to do that. But we're into the Marvel movies. Yeah. Top Gun, Maverick. I know we're not here to talk about movies. I, I well we we can. Yeah, sure. I, have, have, you, have you seen I've, Top Gun Maverick? I, I've seen um, I've seen a bit of it uh, because my, fr- my 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 friend has Plex, and so he put it up there, but it was a crappy version wherever he got it from. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. I'm not watching this. I got to see this in the theater. But I did see Thor in the theater, and um, and I, I actually I actually have all the plans to go see it. I, I had a conversation with someone, and they've heard it enough times, and I've heard it enough times. So it's definitely time to go see it. Yeah, Top, I, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's the one. Yeah. yeah that's, so that's yeah, one. yeah, because Thor for me, I I kind of feel like I don't want to date this, you know, but Thor for me. I, uh, okay, let, 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 let me do it. Let me do it. I don't know what you're doing. It's, we're like doing a little dance here. Let, <laughs> let let's him go over here. Hey, How about that? We'll do that. I'm, I'm easy on the eyes. He's easy all. on the eyes. It's much. He's much easier than I am. Um. So, anyways, um. I just feel like Waititi just kind of went overboard and made it too goofy. I don't know. It's it's not my. It wasn't my favorite. It had some great visual effects and it was a lot of. It was fun, but it's it's that, definitely one one of those where it helps to just kind of unplug and just go. Okay, I'm I'm right here. You know, and this right. is what we're doing. <laughs> right. But I I don't not I don't like giving away spoilers or anything. But you know, we walked away. with we walk away with a decent feeling every Marvel movie. I don't oh, yeah, think, yeah. I don't yeah, think there's absolutely. has yet to be an utter disappointment. So, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Yeah. I, I would agree. I would definitely agree on that. Um, so you already know this. And obviously, as you can see, we are hardcore Prince fans here. And of course, yeah. a majority of our crowd is hardcore Prince fans all over the world. So. And I know a lot of people do not know this, but please tell folks about your background in the purple world, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my parents, uh, they met on the Purple Rain tour. My, my dad was in the Prince <clears throat> camp. My mom was in the Sheila E camp. And so I always tell people, I, if it hadn't been for that tour, I would not be here. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of a product of that, that era, that Purple Rain tour specifically. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's, awesome. that's a that's a little bit of my background, and, and our and our families have been connected ever since, right? Um, and so Absolutely. that's had a, had a heavy influence on me, not just uh, in a personal uh, aspect, but musically as well. And it's kind of helped shape and mold who I am. Yeah. So I mean, so let's dig a little bit into your music background because or your capabilities as they were. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. A little bit deeper a little bit later but there's a brand new album coming out called genesis which we mentioned you did the writing producing 
performing and engineering for pretty much the entire project. Yeah. Uh, what was the first instrument that you picked up and fell in love with? And how did it go from that to simply doing everything? What was that progression like? So actually, it, it all started, I, I'm a songwriter first. Right. That started, uh, I don't know, like as early as I can remember. The first instrument that I picked up and was immediately drawn to, almost without saying, you know, because of the Prince influence, is the guitar. You know, mm -hmm. the guitar was everything for me, you know, growing up as a kid. But I didn't start on electric guitar. I started on acoustic guitar. Um, like taking classical lessons. And I was not the most enthusiastic about practicing at the time at like, you know, five or six years old or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, then I heard an electric guitar from down the hall. And I said, Oh, my gosh, like, that's, that's what I'm used to hearing. My dad looked at me and he said, you want to learn how to play like that, right? And I said, Yeah, <laughs> yes. And so that, then the rest is kind of history in, as far as, you know, guitar goes, because it was just such a deep, deeply embedded in me, the, just the passion for the instrument. And the songwriting portion, like I just, I, I grew up with the uh, being told that if you can, if you can hum it, you can sing it. If you can sing it, you can play it. And so that was just kind of the whole, like I just picked up whatever, I, I, my household, we had bass, we had guitar, we had every instrument you can imagine. And my parents were just super supportive. And so that just helped evolve me into just, okay, I'm just going to pick this up and write. Yeah. So, you know, we're here to talk about your incredible new album that is coming out soon, but I have to take a side street just for a moment for good reasons. So bear with me. <clears throat> Sheila E working with her is, no joke. She, I mean, let's face it. She already had a stellar career before she ever connected with Prince. Uh, most people didn't know who Sheila was before Prince kind of, you know, gave, you know, gave her her own solo albums and kind of started doing the thing with her. But the reality of it was uh, her success before him was literally why she was on his radar. Yes. I mean, we all love and adore Prince here, but let's, let's not get it twisted. Right. By the time he set eyes on her, she had already played with George Duke, Lionel Richie, Marvin Gaye, Herbie Hancock, Diana Ross. I mean, it's it's and here's the reason why I bring this up. She had already toured with some of the greatest to ever do it. And when, when this is before Prince yep. and even including Prince and all the things that she learned in production, staging, performance, um, how to be effective at a supporting role in in the background and the expectations you had to meet with the people that you're playing with all balled up into the mighty mighty sheila e yep. so when you step on the stage with her she is going to make sure that every single piece of that performance meets her expectations Absolutely. i mean she's just a wealth of professional knowledges so i mean so here's the question i know that there is a lot that she has imparted on you but can you maybe identify one piece of wisdom that she dropped that constantly sticks with you every time you step on the stage with her? Is there something yeah. that just some piece of advice that just it's like a constant rotation in your head? Oh, yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, that is very specifically to be mindful of the notes not to play. Mm. To be mindful of the notes not to play. Sometimes not playing at all or because there's so much to play. There's so much you can do in music. It's like unlimited. Uh, right. So it's, it's important to be mindful of the pause, of the breath, because that makes the emphasis when you, you know, go in and, okay, I'm going to wail on this note now. It just makes the impact that much more intense. Uh, so that's, that's probably the biggest one. It's just to be mind and, and to listen because music right. is a conversation. You know, you're, we're not just talking like this right now. We're, there's a back and forth. There's, you know, there's hills and there's valleys. You have to listen to the people you're communicating with, the other musicians. You know, so if somebody's swearing over here on the instrument, you got to be mindful. It's like, okay, I'm going to let them kind of do their thing. If somebody's, you know, doing something else over here, you, you just got to be mindful. It's a back and forth. So those are probably, that's a twofer. <laughs> right. Yeah, mindful I, I, of the notes not to play and listen. Right. And, and I don't know why I was large the whole time you were answering, but that's okay. I didn't switch it back. <laughs> it's all right. So you, had you to, know what, Chris? Well, I, you're, I you're, had to make you small. Easy. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get close to the mic. You're easy on the eyes, too. Ah, uh, uh, stop it with you. Don't forget that. Um, so you, you guys... You're touring all over the world with Steel E, and you just got done playing the World Games too. Which I saw. It's, tell me, tell me about that experience. Man, you know, there's there's so many experiences like that where you don't know what you're a part of until after the fact. Or I, I don't want to say like you don't appreciate it, but like it's almost like you don't appreciate what you're a part of until you're able to take a back seat and just kind of look at like, oh wow, I'm a part of this huge, massive thing. You know, and I've, I've right. felt that a couple times with, you know, various things that I've been fortunate to be a part of. Um, but that one in particular, uh, we got there um, and it wasn't until uh, all the athletes started coming in. There was like 3,600 athletes a part wow. of the thing. It's, it's like the Olympics. Um, and so when they started filing in, like I was just in work mode up to that point you know just thinking about okay this is what we got to do just kind of going off the checklist of different things and uh then when the athletes came in and the music started playing i started getting emotional i was like wow this is like a huge thing i'm a part of and so then i looked at the crowd it's like forty thousand people in the stadium you know <laughs> all together you know this is you know kind of wow. post, post pandemic you know right. everybody's doing the wave it's like it was just beautiful <laughs> to see everybody together again and and uh yeah in that capacity so yeah it was, it was a huge blessing i mean yeah i mean that kind of environment where you're playing to that vast of an audience it's just i mean there's just a lot of places i can imagine venues that you've played that are just truly overwhelming to play i mean you guys play to historic venues um you're crossing paths with legendary musicians and artists um mm -hmm. but what are some other places that come to mind that you just can't stop thinking about like a moment or two where you're i know you had just mentioned that the world games was one of them but can you think of another place where maybe it was the group of people that you were playing with or where you were in that moment where you just said to yourself this this can't be happening right now uh it's, yeah i can't think of the name it'll come to me later there's a there's this uh venue in the netherlands that's like an old converted church that was really really cool um 
the Grammys, of course, it's huge. Um, First Avenue, mm. you know, I mean, it's, I know it's, a, I'm from Minneapolis and it's kind of a local sort of thing, but yeah. you know, it's a very, it's an extremely historic venue. Yeah, it so, is. So when you step, if you even just step in there, you're just like, wow, I'm, I'm really here. Right. <laughs> um, we, we did the Hollywood Bowl. You know, that's yeah. another kind of moment where it's like, wow, I'm here. And then you think about all the other artists that have stepped foot on that stage and you're just like, you know, that's that's huge. We did a summit of the Americas. Uh, we played for the president of the United States and a few other leaders and, and, and dignitaries. Uh, yeah, I think recently. I'm I think we may actually here's a picture of just... Sheila and mm -hmm. uh, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I was I was right behind her in that shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Couldn't use a wide camera on this, could right, you? Yeah, the nerve, couldn't, the nerve. We got some other uh, great shots in here. What was this? Uh, that's a great shot. This is probably one of my favorite shots. You and uh, yeah, Sheila Jamina. Really I love this freaking shot. Do you have that other uh, shot, Jeff? That yeah, little yeah, yeah. I, so, I so, so we, so we were, we were talking about this, this shot right here. This is an awesome shot. But one of the, did you make her mad by chance uh, that day? Because one of the things I noticed, and I'm going to make Jeff's page uh, really, really big. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's giving you the finger, man. I, I think. Yeah. I, I you think know, she, she means it. So that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so she's swearing. She's literally swearing. On the instrument, <laughs> she's meaning it. So you got yeah, so, listening, paying attention, every you bit. know. And so and so, I'm looking at my guitar like, hey, did I do something wrong? Oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> that was that, that's that's a wrong chord symbol. All right, yeah. Like, yeah. This is a great shot too. I think this is um, the the Prince tribute. I think if I'm correct, I, uh, this this one uh, this one is the World Games actually. Oh, it is right. Yeah, this is yeah, just. The, the one we did recently it just dawned on me when i looked at her outfit no that's not what she wore okay uh yeah and there's yeah we have one more shot too this is this is a great shot yeah 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 tell me a little bit about this shot that that was again at the world games we were, we were right before we were about to go on and uh yeah so and, and i think all of us in that moment we were like wow we're a part of something really big you know mm -hmm. and and it so often we just kind of you get into the when you're touring all the time you just kind of get into okay this is what i'm doing today without right. really taking into account it's like oh wait a second this is what i'm doing today <laughs> it's like okay yeah all right yeah it's uh i mean you've just been able to share the stage with uh, just amazing folks and 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 be in some really really cool moments and i mean for you not only just Sheila, but you have played literally in a who's who laundry list of of artists. I mean, George Clinton, we had mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show, Earth, Wind & Fire, Ringo Starr, Stevie Wonder, John Legend, Hans Zimmer, Gary Clark Jr., Tony Tony Tone, uh, George Duke, Joss Stone, Usher, Beck, Snoop Dogg, St. Vincent. I mean, just it's like this long, long list. But I need from you a little bit of the story about some of these artists because I, I i just have to know i mean what you did and maybe what it was like playing with them maybe a tidbit memorable moment that you had with some of these artists let's start with snoop dogg okay 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yo, Snoop, he's like Uncle Snoop, honestly. Like, if I if I have to be perfectly honest, it just I almost wanted to call him Uncle Snoop within like five minutes of meeting him. <laughs> wow. He's just super. He's just so chill. Like, it just. You know, super relaxed, easygoing, and the session was just a blast to be a part of. And we were just we were just jamming, you know. And uh, yeah, it's I walk away with each one of these experiences trying to take something positive away from it and kind of running with that. And um, just the humility is something that really was uh, touching, you know. Is is this guy's? He's a legend, you know, and it, it, and still you go into his environment and you feel almost like he's inviting you in as Uncle Snoop. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you doing with Snoop at the time? Uh, so it was uh, we got called in for a session and it was just a jam session. I have I still have the recordings. Um, and so we he has the recordings. I have the recordings. I'm not sure exactly what's going to come of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was just a, it was a, it was a jam session. Yeah. So, so basically, what you're hearing is Snoop has his own vault. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, I've yep. seen enough of the commercials. Did he hand you a Corona? I'm just saying. I just. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I had my hand like this, and he's like, like, "Hey, dude." Yeah. Um, let's move on to George Clinton. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> that one in particular was surreal because it was a voice that I was used to hearing as a kid over and over and over and over. And all of a sudden he's in the studio with us and we're, we're recutting one of his songs. And so it, when he gets on the mic, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it other than it's, it's like, Oh, it's deja vu. It's like, I've heard this before and it's the same, but it's different. And it's, it's like, it's a voice you're used to hearing all the time. And all of a sudden he's right in the next room. Right. Yeah, it's just I, I can't even. I, I've got an opportunity to meet him a couple of times, and I have a couple of funny stories that I, I've said multiple times. But I'm not going to waste any more time saying it again. But he's he's just one of these guys. It's just I so wanted to take his uh, some of his things that because we were doing Mothership Connection, and uh, I, I wanted to take little snippets and just turn them into like ringtones or like on my phone. So it's like, <laughs> we've come to reclaim the pyramids, you know, when he's, I was like, I, so I, I plan to do that at some point. I, I don't know if I'll share, I, I can't do that, but just for my own personal, uh, personal sake, you know, I, I, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. Alfonso said he just saw you with Sheila E at the Alameda County fair, yeah. June 30th, man, this is some, I mean, it, the fairs are always great places to see music. You always see it when you see it on the list of places to play. You're like, do I want to play a fair? And then you get there and you're like, oh, this is fun. It's fun because it, the people really want to be there, you know, and it's, right. it's just a good yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to Stevie Wonder. <sighs> we'll do one more after this, but. Yeah, I, it's that's almost like one. It's like. Uh, almost don't even have words for uh because it's a, such a huge inspiration to me um for such a very long time i remember the first time that i met him not working with him but i i met him at this restaurant and i he, i shook his hand and i like didn't wash my hand for like a week after that <laughs> I was, it was just like wow i mean 
We'll just I, assume I just, you never went to the bathroom. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, not not mean to overshare, but that's how it felt. Yeah. So then, yeah, getting, I know. Yeah, getting a chance to you know do a project with him. Um, it was for a it was for a charity event, uh, but that was it was huge. You know, it's wow. huge for me. Yeah, I was the same way when I met Prince. When I shook his hand, I was like, I, I don't I don't want to be that guy, but. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to wash my hand right now. I feel like I'm just kind of, it's like being blessed by the Pope. It's like, right. you know, it's like, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, <laughs> what do, I do? Right, yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, I, I, I totally feel and it. I, so, and I don't, I don't feel like that with very many people with him. And yeah, people. right. It's, it's very special. So and we're going to talk one more, because here's one that I'm really curious about, Ringo Starr. So... Not many people on the planet have got the opportunity to jam with a Beatle. So wh what are you, first off, what are you doing with Ringo Starr? Was it one of the all-star jam? Uh, that one in particular, that was uh, specifically on Sheila's record, um, Iconic. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were yeah. recutting Come Together. And so Ringo actually invited us to his, his compound, which was like for me, it was a compound. Little yeah, which was and it really is uh, like a compound. You wow, know? It's, it's not a house. It's like a compound, <laughs> and he has a big star right in the front of his driveway. Of course he does. Of course and, he does. His, Why wouldn't he? Not? And the gate leading to his compound has stars on it. Wow. Of course, uh, but again, that's another example of you know someone so huge and so legendary being so humble and open. It, it like it, that was another like oh, Uncle Ringo situation. The first time ever meeting him, I get out of the car and he just wraps his arms around me and gives me a big hug. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So very uh, cool. Yeah. Super cool. Did you get an yeah. autograph by chance? Uh, so I, I, I had met him prior to working with him. And so I had one from like kind of years ago. Um, but like, I mean, you're well, you're in you're in that setting and you kind of want to you know right. play it cool a little bit you know as, as opposed to like hey Ringo by the way here's a plethora of things I want you to <laughs> well and the reason why that's important is because Ringo made the announcement I guess it was about four or five years ago that he's no longer going to sign anything else so oh. it, so there's no more autographs from Ringo yeah. that that are that are happening which is which is amazing and I, I, I but I know what you're talking about because I don't think it was until the third time that I met George that I got his autograph. Um, I just, I, I kept on getting backstage. He kept inviting me to the shows as press and I kept seeing him and I just, you're like, is this the right moment? Is, right, yeah. is this the right moment? No, I don't want to screw this up and be that guy. But uh, yeah, luckily I had the, I had a book on me the third time and I was just like, <laughs> can you sign your book? Right. I've been, uh, but, I've been carrying it for several years <laughs> yeah, right. in the back of my trunk just in case. <laughs> just in ready mode. <laughs> so now a lot of people don't know this. You, you talked about Iconic, but you know you were an engineer on Sheila E.'s Icon album, and you also had your uh, hands on Message for America, if I remember correctly. So, And probably a bunch of others that we don't know about, You know, of course, in this MP3 world where folks don't get to see album credits anymore. Mm. But tell me about the pressure of engineering an album like that and maybe also some other work that that we we may not be aware of or know about uh well sheila in particular i've been working with her since i was 16 years old um yeah. so 
there's there's been a there's been a lot of lessons learned. Let's just uh, let's just say I that. Was so, talk, yes, yeah, yeah. So when it comes to when it comes time to do a project like that, you feel like you're readily equipped and prepared to handle almost whatever comes at you at, at that point in my career. You know, so when we started doing some of those recordings, um, it was it was fun. I was more focused on the fun than I was you know, worried about any technical aspect of it. it. Because at that point in time, especially with those two records, we've been working together so long, where it's like, we almost don't even need words. Like, I know what she wants, I know what she likes, I know, I, I just know how it, how it goes. Right. Um, so it, it, there wasn't, so, it wasn't so much pressure, it was just more fun. I, I look back on those experience with, you know, I have a lot of fond memories from those two in particular. You know, it, it's funny to hear you say, um, since I was 16 years old, and then the next sentence at that time in my career, and I'm just like, wow, you know, that's amazing because at that age, uh, a lot of people don't have those type of opportunities, right. and when right. they come through, they have a choice, and your choice was the right one to to be you and push forward, and so that's a, that's just an awesome thing to hear. It's it's a rare thing. Yeah, I recall Questlove talking about doing some work on Al Green's album. And he was talking about how I guess at some point in time, something was going wrong, or they disagreed on something. And Al Green was so mad that he was yelling at him. And Questlove was like, Oh, my God, Al Green is yelling at me. The legendary Reverend Al Green is like <laughs> red faced mad at me. Um, and you kind of preface this a little bit when you mentioned that uh, lessons learned. Uh, are, are there any specific engineering or production hard lessons learned that uh, happened along the way that kind of stick out in your mind? You're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> specifically, I mean, it's kind of with the music thing. It's like you just have to. Communication is so key. Like right. that. That's really it. It really is as simple as that. You know, your technical acumen. Uh, of course, you want to study up, make sure you really know what you're doing in the studio, whether it's engineering, rec recording, mixing, mastering, whatever it is. Um, you know, you want to make sure that's up to par. But once it is, it's all comes down to that communication aspect. So if that's not there, you know, that's when things fall apart. That's when the mistakes are going to be made. And it, 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 even if you do make a mistake, just be open and honest about it. Communication is everything especially when you're in the studio because you know it's it you know they say like business is business you know personal stuff is personal like in the studio it's kind of a mixture of the two you know it's kind of an amalgamation of of the two because music can be so personal somebody could be bearing their soul on the mic and you're like oh sorry i wasn't recording that at that time oh. uh you know it's like uh <laughs> that was the take you know uh, that was the one and you just you just missed it, you know. Um, so, you know, just communication. Yeah, that's got to be rough. And just so we're clear, too, for the audience, uh, feel free to ask any questions. we got a lot of people in the audience. And I I, I, I don't know where your comfort level is. Uh, yeah, Susie's like, I hope they can say. And I, I've actually, Susie actually had a question. And I, I don't know where your comfort level is on talking about some of this stuff. But I've seen this question go, uh, go by a few times already. Mm -hmm. uh, Susie wanted to know if you could talk about your parents, who they were. Uh, and I guess... I guess you had mentioned them earlier before, so 
Yeah, this... I, I don't mind reiterating. Um, my my dad, uh, he worked uh, with Prince. Uh, my mom worked with, with, with Sheila E as her lyricist and tour manager uh, for a time. And so the, two, the both of them, they met on the Purple Rain tour. Um, and so... Oh, Sorry, I, I, I have to laugh because uh, we have a visitor here. Uh, Sheila E. Drummer wants to know, oh. <laughs> who is your favorite, favorite artist? artist? <laughs> Who's my Sheila E., of course. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, give me a break. What? The queen of percussion? The, I mean, come on, for real? Uh, thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, she has another question. Uh, do you love playing with Sheila E.? Oh my gosh, more than you know, more I can't even put it into words. No, but but for real though, for real, that that, that is totally true. That's awesome. Uh, Sheila, thank you so so thank much you. for for hanging out. Yeah, um, love yeah. you, Dina. <laughs> so you know, not everything can go smoothly all the time. So can you tell me about something that went? horribly wrong during a show that the audience never even noticed i love little stories like this where something kind of goes totally haywire and you're like wow i'm glad nobody saw that right i i'm not going to name the event that we were doing no don't do that yeah <laughs> but uh yeah uh so we had we had checked our monitors like four times so for those of you that don't know uh uh with uh, Sheila's band in particular, a lot of bands do this, but we have uh, our headphones just in our ears as we're playing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's divulging. Sheila's divulging now. Uh, yeah, I, I see your comments now, just now. They just popped up. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> give me a moment. So uh, we, we checked our monitors four times so that we could hear each other play and it's it's hard is an understatement um when you can't hear yourself playing it's like playing air guitar or air drums or you know whatever you're playing and so uh we couldn't we we, we checked our ears four times um when you do a sound check you normally save the scene so like if you're writing a paper you it's you click save it's common knowledge that you okay you're writing an essay you make sure you hit save. You're doing anything, you hit save, right? We're just mm -hmm. kind of pre-programmed. Command S, right? <laughs> right. So if you're- Save, got it. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> the monitor engineer wasn't hip to this common knowledge. And oh. even though, even after being reminded four times, so we had like oh four different God. sound checks, you know, okay, are we good? Are we good? Because you said you saved it last time and you didn't. He's like, don't worry, I got it saved this time. We hit the stage, air guitar. Oh. Air vocals, air bass, air drums. Mm. I pull one ear out, and I can hear that the front of the house is still going, but we can't mm. hear anything. Oh, so we're we're just forced to play the entire number just off of muscle memory, not hearing anything. And and that's where and and we're on camera, so we have yes. to smile and wave at the same time. <laughs> it's like like nothing's going on, but we could feel it on stage. Yeah, that, yes. that's your blessed um, training working with Sheila E. Right. Um, yeah. You know, that's where work ethics really kicks in and people learn the hard lessons. Because yeah, if you didn't sure. know your stuff, there's no way you could have yeah, pulled that off. It shows. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I've probably seen Sheila, God, I mean, not including the times that she was playing with Prince. I, I, I don't know. I, 
at least a dozen and a half times. I don't think I've ever seen a a bad show. So if anything ever, if anything bad happened, you absolutely positively would know it because, you know, Sheila is just one of these performers where she is just immaculate with her delivery, Mm -hmm. just immaculate with her performance. And again, she has played with the greats. And um, so it's, it's ingrained in her just the way that she just the way that she puts together a show. So yeah, yeah I, 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 I could imagine that even if you didn't have ear monitors going, you could probably, you could probably just play along in silence and well, probably be ener- able to make it. Her energy is infectious. Oh, absolutely. So, right. I mean right. that, that right there, you're put at an advantage no matter what situation that you end up in. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was like his new single is amazing. And oh. I absolutely positively would agree. Here's a little clip of it right here. This is my real close to me. The sounds of Jubilee. Don't give me that look because I know you got nowhere to be. Relax, baby, before I show you how to be. And and we got to make sure that we don't play too much because they'll start kicking us off. Facebook. Facebook is one of these. Th- it's one of these. It's one of these problematic places. Where they're like, that's copyrighted music. Everybody go. So if anybody starts being kicked off, please just head over to uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. And uh, yeah, luckily, Sheila E is on YouTube, so she's not going to get kicked off. Uh, this is a Facebook thing, just so we're clear. Um, so uh, here's a here's a random question. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sheila. Yeah, it is fire. It's absolutely is fire. And we're going to play a couple other tracks, too, just so you know. We're going to be playing um, um, We'll be playing Let There Be Light, and we're also going to play Madam I'm Adam, and I'm, i got to get some of these backgrounds on some of this stuff. And uh, <laughs> for those who just joined us, I know you're kind of, who is Michael Gabriel? Michael Gabriel, I, some of you may know him as the guitarist for the one and only Sheila E., who is uh, joining us here in the in the chat room. Thank you, Sheila, for joining us. And also, Sheila, you're more than welcome to come on, too, if you want to, if you want to join in. Uh, I, I think Greg... Greg, both Greg and Michael know how to, you can get in here. You can talk him up all you'd like. Um, <laughs> but we are here to talk about his brand new album that is going to be coming out. They do not have a release date. But I will tell you that we are going to be doing an exclusive album release exclusively on Funkatopia. We are going to be having lots of fun people in the house. It's going to be amazing. And um, <laughs> so Sheila's not coming on right now. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun though. You definitely want to tune in because we're going to go over the entire album and we're going to talk about each one of the tracks and the history of each one of the tracks. And, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I cannot, cannot wait for that. Um, but, um, anyways, yes, Sheila, don't go anywhere. Your commentary is fantastic. It's just, you know, so as you know, as I said before, there are a lot of Prince junkies in the house and, uh, you have a lot of the same qualities as Prince. Now, careful, 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 slow yeah. now, easy, because uh, I don't want to make any Prince fans mad. But really, uh, multi-instrumentalist, write your own music, great stage present, great voice, good lyricist, uh, dynamic, loved by Sheila E. Uh, I mean, you absolutely have talent in excess. And, but a lot of folks are, are not even familiar with who you are. But you have a lot of similarities to Prince and his influence. The biggest commonality being the instrumentation and the production of the compositions. Um, and each song has actual instrumentation on it that you know that's actually being produced 
you actually produce the songs, real music by real musicians. You know, you play keys, guitars, bass, drums, percussion, all live recorded, no samples or loops. And not just those similarities, but you also have, as we already mentioned, a lot of ties to the Purple family. So if you can talk about how you walk that fine line where you are uh, obviously affected by all those influences, but but somehow still manage to stay in your own lane with the music that you create. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's important to honor what came before. And for, for me in particular, like I was listening to this style of music before I was born, like in, I, like in the womb, literally, like this music is ingrained in, to me as not just a musician, but like as a person. So there's right. just aspects that I can't really help that just come out naturally. And so it's not, it's not anything. And, you know, I, I really hope it doesn't, none of it comes off as contrived because you know, it's just what comes out when I step into the studio. Like I don't sit in the studio and go, okay, I'm going to write a song that sounds like this. You know, it's just, you know, something that just comes out. Right. Um, and, and, and yeah, so to your, to your point about mentioning, thank you, everything being, being played and performed on live instruments for this record in particular, that was very important to me because I wanted everything to sound as organic as possible. Like I wanted it to sound like a living, breathing organism unto itself. And uh, so, something that I did learn from, you talk about, you know, sort of the, the Purple family and Chile in particular, huge credit to this, is to play, everything was played from beginning to end. Mm. And so there, like, there's no copy paste and, and, and not, uh, like, that's fine. Like, there's no rules in music. You can do whatever you want. You can use samples. You can use loops if that's what you want to do. But for me, it was very intentional that, like, everything was played from beginning to end. And so I think that had a huge influence on, I hope that had a huge influence on the overall sound of this record in particular. Well, you were going to say something, Jeff? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was actually <laughs> going to say that. Uh, it, it, it had to have because in the songs you can – it allows you to feel a little bit more. Yeah, You know what I mean? Uh, it's easy to cut, okay, we're gonna do this section, we're gonna do this segment and then whatever. But when you go all the way through, there's no doubt that you feel something and everyone else feels it. Right. And so, right. you know, we're gonna connect to that regardless of anybody knowing why. That, that's, so, so, that's so true. Right. Even if it's the same guitar lick, even if it's the right. same part, it's like, and, and that's, again, huge credit to Sheila. That's something that I learned working with her in the studio because she does that all the time. Even if she's playing a triangle, there's no copy and paste. It's right. like, okay, we're playing this part all the way through. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, that it just is what it is because that one, that one hit on the triangle is going to be different. That one is going to be different than the hundred other times that we did it. Right. Just ever so minute. Mm-hmm but it helps breathe life into the music. Yeah, I, so many amazing comments. Um, we got some questions here. Uh, Sue Silverman asks, I heard, whoops, I heard you cook. What's your favorite dish to cook? <laughs> uh, I love food so much. Like what level, are, are you like a cooking show junkie like I am? Like I could watch like all of those cooking shows and I, and I get inspired, but then I'm like, I don't, you gotta have, it's, 
it's the bad. trick is you got to have all those ingredients. You have to have all those ingredients in front of you in order to, to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. They make <laughs> it look easy on the show. Right. They I, do. So I, I got into, uh, we'll digress for a moment. I, uh, got into barbecue, uh, cooking shows for a time huh. okay. and I was watching, I can't remember what the show was. But literally, me and my wife, we said, okay, let's just go drive down to Kansas City, like, tomorrow. Because we have to taste these things called burnt ends, which we had never heard of before. <laughs> and man, yeah, I, I tell you, if you don't know what burnt ends is, everybody it's, on this channel. If you don't, yeah, if you don't remember anything else from this interview, go try some burnt ends. <laughs> and we hope that you remember just a yeah, little so bit more. Yeah, we hope you remember everything. Yeah, just a little bit more. But, but that's, the, that's the takeaway. So Sheila says, uh, exactly, no cut and paste. My dad, uh, His dad played B.B. King music when he was two years old. His mom took him to guitar classes. He plays everything. I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> oh, Sheila's a trip. Uh, yes, Chris says, I am ready to buy this album. Um, uh, Jeff, do you have the link to the, um, to the Celebrate? Thing. let's let's put that up there because i this is one thing i do want because we did actually i can actually i got it right now um we actually do have you know we're going to be playing a little bit of clips here and there but again we need to be real real careful because of the way that mm -hmm. facebook is they'll kick us off uh, but there is a link right there to purchase the celebrate um single and of course this is a great opportunity to also like and follow him there on Amazon. So that the second that this album gets released, right, then you can actually, you'll be alerted when it hits the airwaves and, and you'll be able to, uh, and also just so we're here, let's do this. Let's make there sure that we put up all of his information that. so that, uh, all of your stuff is out there so that people can actually get to you. Um, and yeah, Sheila, I'd I, it, okay, first off, let me let me just go ahead and, and tell you what an honor it is to have Sheila even in this in this chat Absolutely. room. I mean, Absolutely. she is an absolute hero. Uh, uh, I mean, one of my uh, high school crush. I've been watching her. I've been seeing her in concert since the '80s. I know you said that you know, your parents met at the Purple Rain concert. I was at three of the five Purple Rain shows in Atlanta. And I mean, um, yeah, so I've been following the whole Prince camp for a while. Fortunately, I was one of those people that was not aware of Sheila until after, you know, Prince brought her on. But once, once he did, I was, I was hooked. Right. I was hooked for life. I mean, this, I mean, yeah. she, she was my mentor and didn't even know it Yeah, because in my, uh, when I was younger in my parents' basement in the, in the basement, had all the instruments as well and i had a drum set and i set it up always according to how she set hers up yep and so when i was playing drums i had the cymbal over my head you know i had all that stuff and it's it's just watching her and wanting to be that great so yeah, yeah. she i mean awesome. it, it's like I, I tried to do the percussion thing too because i'm a professional vocalist and so singing is 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 my superpower however i always wanted to do something extra um, I tinkered a little bit on guitar, I tinkered a little bit about all the instruments, but um, I said, you know what, maybe percussion is where I'm at because I feel like that's just where I gravitated to. But then every single time I see Sheila do it, I'm like, okay, baby. It's <laughs> 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 like, okay, all right. Uh, there was another question. Did you, um, oh, well, I'm uh, I think it. that's Cam. He says, love burnt ends. There was, yeah, there was another question. We'll, um, 
Krista says she's ready to buy this album. Just again, go to Amazon. Make sure that you like him on Amazon. So the second that it hits there. Now, again, we we announced this also that we're going to be exclusively on Funkotopia doing a virtual listening party. So we yes. will be when this album gets released, we are going to have uh, we're going to do all the songs. We're going to talk about all the songs, talk about the history of each one of the tracks, the meaning behind each one of the tracks. Uh, we may have some special guests joining us. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be blasting out to everywhere. We're going to blast out to Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, the Funked Up app, uh, the ASCAP license Funked Up app. We're going to be oh, yeah. doing, uh, it's, <laughs> it's going to be blasting out Mixcloud. We're going to be blasting out everywhere all at once. Um, so just be ready for it. It's going to be an amazing, amazingly fun. Um, and you want to make sure you're there because, uh, as we said, uh, these songs are great. And when you hear these clips, you're going to think the same thing. This is, it's going to be, you'll be glad you were here. Do not be that person. I said it earlier. Do not be that person that says, I wish I had heard that. I wish I was online with you guys. Be there. And we're going to make sure to announce it. So be there. That's all. It's some good stuff. Um, so yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about your new album here. But, but right before we do this, um, I also want to make sure that we have a chance to kind of give a tip of the hat to some of your OG fans that are out there before we do that. You know, you've had some other previous releases, um, like Ghost in the Midnight, Honesty, Sights and Sounds, Fury, Invictus. Um, some are social, socially conscious pieces. Others, you know, happened during the height of COVID, and you were kind of in a little bit of a creative process. Which, lucky, luckily, you were one of those because there were some people, some artists were in that period, and they could not get that creative bug because they weren't playing in front of live audiences, and they had exact opposite effect lucky for you it did not but can you talk a little bit about uh, some of those releases that happened during that period of time um and what are some really proud moments among those and lastly as a multi-part question anything that you probably had greater expectations for that really didn't get much traction during that period yeah um i think that question can be answered with uh with one song in particular, both of those questions, uh, sights and sounds. Um, that was a song that I had written like years ago that I just kind of revisited during the pandemic and, um, recut some parts of it. But the, uh, the video, I was really, really, really proud of it. Uh, we shot it in the living room because it's, you know, the height of, uh, the pandemic and we had to get like just really creative and i learned so much from that project because i'm not really a video person but i had to be in that instance right because you know it's just uh you know necessity is a really good motivator to do mm -hmm. things and learn new things um mm -hmm. so that one in particular uh i look back on that video it's uh if you haven't seen it check it out it's on youtube sights and sounds um michael gabriel but that, yeah, that's uh, that song in particular is probably one that I uh, I look back fondly of. And hey, who knows? Maybe people will check it out later and go like, "Hey, I've never seen this. It's kind of interesting." Well, okay, so let's do this. Let's let's move on to the brand new album yes. and talk about some brand new album questions. Um, as mentioned many times, you have a brand new album coming out called Genesis. Uh, I think we can share that link one more time if you want to uh, purchase the single, the little piece of the single that we just played called Celebrate. And um, again, the album is called Genesis. And as someone that has heard half 
a dozen of these tracks already. I am so psyched for this album. You Purple fans are absolutely going to love it. So tell us a little bit about this album. H how long has this album been in the making, Genesis? Oh, a, a long time. Um, and that just has to do with part of what the album is about. Um, mm -hmm. The album is part biblical allegory, part speaking of the genesis of myself as an artist, as a musician, as a person, you know, and there's a personal journey um, that's kind of interwoven into the concept of the whole record that we can get into more later. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an album made up of so many things that have inspired me over the years. Mm. Well, I, I think, you know, the other thing too, is that, um, it kind of goes, I, I, again, you guys have only heard a piece of Celebrate, um, right. but, you know, we've already posted the link there. You can actually scroll up for the link if you're on Facebook or YouTube, and you can scroll up and, and actually you know get a little bit of a taste of the song if you want to hear it again. Um, once again, we need to be careful on Facebook because we don't want everybody to be kicked off. It's right. just this weird thing, but it, it'll be okay once we once we repost it. Uh, if you did miss any of the show, you can also listen on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify. After the show's over, we'll make sure that it gets all uploaded there. So uh, you can, if you've missed anything, just you know, um, tell us a little bit about the track "Celebrate" that we were listening to. Yeah, uh, so that track. Um We've, we've been through a couple of years of craziness. Um, and I was in the studio and I said, you know, I want to write a song um, that kind of conveys what I think heaven sounds like. And that's how the song came to be. Um, there's a lot of things that we're all going through, you know, or have been through in these past two years in particular, two, three years. But we should never kind of lose sight of the horizon. And uh, we need to remind ourselves that, to celebrate and kind of loosen up, you know. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to uh, be grateful for. And so that's what the song is about to me. Um, so, and we mentioned this before, you, you play all instruments, and yeah. but can you tell us about some of the other artists and musicians that were involved in this album? It's just me. That's, that's, that's the that's beauty of it. Perfect. <laughs> so, and the next single that is coming as soon as far as uh, Celebrate is concerned, um, the Celebrate's the first single that's out there now, but there is a uh, another song called... Uh, Let There Be Light, that is going to be the next single. Uh, if you guys want a little piece of that, a little piece of that. Now, one of the good things is, is that Facebook doesn't know this song. You are exclusively hearing this next single, Let There Be Light, right here. You're not hearing this anywhere else. So this we'll play. But yeah, so that that's a little bit of piece of that. That's Let There Be Light. That will be the next single. And just so we're clear, I wanted to make sure for those listening. That song, Let There Be Light, will be the next single off this album. And I love this track so much that I already told Greg this earlier. Um, I am buying a 
copy of the MP3 of that song for everybody that is a Patreon supporter of Funkatopia. So if you are a, a Funkatopia supporter, it's like well over 100 folks. But if you are a Patreon supporter of Funkatopia, you will receive a legitimate paid for copy paid for by me because I want you guys to have a legit copy of this. Right. And I want you guys to hear it. I want you to enjoy it and get psyched for the album when it comes out. So if you are a Patreon supporter on Funkatopia, you are going to get a copy of that MP3 once it gets released in your email. So look for it. I this that track is fire. It really is. It really Thank is. You so you, much. Yeah. It, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, it, it it is absolute positive fire, and I want to make sure that uh, all the Funkatopians who are supporters via Patreon get a copy of this. I will be purchasing it for you, so you are going to have it. So if you if you're already there, uh, just expect it. But we have to wait until it's officially released before I can get it in your hands. But uh, it's it's that good, dude. Yeah, so t- tell me a little bit about this song too, because. Um, it's a song about motivation and inspiration. The lyrics are make my own, uh, make my own way. Cause I know where I'm going. Uh, nobody, no way going to stop me today. So tell yep. me a little bit more about the meaning behind that song, because I know that there's more to it than just that underlying message. Right. It's just, it's about being in the zone, just having a reckless abandon about what you do, just fearlessness and almost not carelessness, but just like, just fi- everything's firing on all cylinders. And so, like, this record, it was really important. I have so many songs. So going back to the songwriting bit for just for a moment, not me, yeah, yeah. bounce back and forth. But I, I've, I just have so many songs <laughs> sitting on hard drives in my closet for years of songwriting. And mm. it was really important for me to figure out how to kind of put them together in a conceptually... Uh, accurate way and so going back to the concept of the record as a whole once i kind of narrowed down okay what what am i doing to make all these songs together make sense um that kind of birth let there be light my my dad actually texted me and he said he's going back to song titles i wasn't kidding going back to the beginning of the interview i'm gonna remember that (laughs) That's right. <laughs> yeah, easy on the eyes. Easy on the eyes. Yeah, right. it's good. don't it's forget kerfuffle. It's kerfuffle. happening, <laughs> right? You know, but but my dad texted me because you know I, we came up with the concept and the and the title for the record, uh, but there were some missing puzzle pieces that still needed to be found, and so he texted me really late at night. It was like one a.m. or something like that. He said, "Hey, I have a song title for you." I said, "What is it?" He said, "Let there be light." I wrote the song in the, within the next hour. Uh, it's, it was just like a, a stroke of genius that kind of hit me in that moment. And I was like, I can't let it get away because when you get that feeling, if you if you wait too long, you're like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna, I'll record it tomorrow or, oh, that's a nice note. You know, I'll, I'll remember, hopefully I'll remember it. That was one that I knew I had to kind of lasso really quick uh, before yeah. it got away from me. Oh yeah, it's it's wow. it's that good of a song. That's one really of the reasons is. why I want to make sure that that people have it because, again, as somebody who's heard you know a good bit, well, a good portion of it. How many total tracks are on this album? There's twelve or thirteen. All right, so so I I've heard a little over half of the album, and I'm telling you, the amount of um, the amount of directions that you go, it's like it it's some of it's fun. Some of it's laid back in an R&B realms. There's rockers like Let There Be Light. Also, 
uh, this other track. You know what? Why not? I'm going to play a little track, a little piece of this other song called Madam I'm Adam. Check this out. Just enjoy this. Oops, I got turned up a little bit. I mean, just this, this whole entire album is just it. It's it's a ride. It's a journey, man. It it's is like a roller coaster. Just just absolutely. the songs I've heard. It's a roller coaster, and I can't wait to hear the other pieces that that complete the whole picture. It's like having a part of the jigsaw puzzle, and it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see this that whole makes freaking me so thing. So excited to hear you yeah. say that, Chris. Honestly, that's sweet. It, it, no, I mean it's it's true though. It's it's just it's such there's so much good music. It's just I mean, well, oh, and Susie said, yeah, that one has a real Lenny Kravitz feel for me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, some of the songs do have that that feel, that raucous raw energy, and uh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's fire. Yes, Sheila, I would agree. It is absolute really is. fire. Um, Trey's like you're a bad man, Michael. And I'm I'm really paying attention to the mixes, and I really like the 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 sound. Like it's really thank you, man. You know, sometimes you're so close, you're so close to the painting. Sometimes you're like, like, you know, it's hard to take a step back. So that's that's great to hear as well. Thank you so much. Oh, it's great. We're gonna put up that link one more time. If you do not have Celebrate, get it right now. I just put it up on Funk on Facebook and also YouTube. One more time. If you didn't get that, the new single Celebrate. Make sure that you get it. Um, it's it's going to be fantastic. And make sure that you follow Michael Gabriel on Amazon so that once as soon as that hits or they do a little bit of a, a pre-purchase opportunity, you have it. So just do that. Do it now while we're sitting here and chatting and whatnot. Right because right now, we're going to do a, a little bit of a fun thing that we call the line <laughs> of questioning. Oh, it, it, it's it, a little it, low. It's, it's it's a little low. Let me let me let me turn it up because I think it has to be loud. Hold on a second. The line of questioning. Okay, I like it. <laughs> I, I really got to do more with it, Jeff. We've got. I, I need to yeah. send it to Michael and let him let him dice yeah, it up you, a little you bit. You need to let me do something with that. <laughs> okay, we'll do it. Yeah, the I mean that was questioning. The line of questioning. So basically, what this is is these are just ridiculous questions. Some are not ridiculous. Uh, but hopefully it will maybe yeah, uh, poke or engage you a little bit more and maybe yeah. to think of some stories that you had from the past or whatever. Um, but most are not like that. Most are just idiotic questions. Just idiotic questions. <laughs> so the first question is ice cream, pudding, or frozen, frozen yogurt? yogurt. Ooh. Why isn't custard on there? That's I, Jeff Page. This was your question. Why wow. is it, why <laughs> I'm gonna throw you under the bus? Dude, right why, <laughs> why is it custard on this? On here, I'm gonna add, to, um, I'm gonna add that to a future question. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll put custard in there for, for future reference. So, it's, so if custard was in there, is custard your choice? Custard, custard, yeah, okay, but it's it's like creamier ice cream. I mean, if, if I had to choose. I guess it would be ice cream, but custard is creamier. Yeah, so, which leads us to the next question. If you could only eat one flavor of ice cream for the rest of your life, what would it be? 
white chocolate raspberry truffle. <laughs> Wait, what? We asked wow. Jeff, Jeff Page, we asked Paul Peterson this I told question. You, I, I told you I like food, so I give we, these things uh, a lot of thought. Anything well, that has food, it's We asked, well, here's what's interesting about this. We asked, last week, St. Paul, last week, St. Paul Peterson was on the show, and we asked him something really, really similar. He said, peppermint bonbons. <laughs> so it's, it's. It's going to be stuff there's, that nobody expects. That's awesome. There's right. never a direct question. There's never a direct answer with this. We, we right. have from St. Paul Peterson last week said peppermint bonbons and your favorite ice cream white is chocolate, white chocolate raspberry. raspberry. Was it more to that? Truffle. Mint? Yeah. Truffle. 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 <laughs> that's that's awesome though. You know what? You know what it is, Jeff Page. It, it's it, that palate. He's got that special palate. You know what I'm saying? You no, know, these superstars. <laughs> these like superstars got to have this bonbons and truffles. Uh, wow. Wait, uh, so, so that, that kind of begs the question. What would yours be, Jeff and Chris? What would, what would yours be? All right, Jeff Page, go first. See, uh, mine's my, basic. My, mine's simple, man. It's Oreo cookie. Okay. Yeah, cookies long. and cream. Yeah, yeah see, mine is cream or Oreo cookie. Mine is uh, pecan praline, and, and that's only because of the fact that you can't find it anymore. It's like the only time you can find it is in like a frozen yogurt type yeah. of thing. But it, it, but it's got to be right. It can't be like some you know cheap Mayfield version. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be, right. be legit. It's got to be legit. <laughs> Brian says yes. butter pecan for him. Uh, okay. And uh, chocolate mint for Susie Queen. All right, so we got. So if if, if Sheila if Sheila's still here, we can get her favorite ice cream. But you probably know what it is. So yeah. speaking of which, um, you're touring with Sheila E, and you get to try some amazing cuisine from all over the world. And you're a cook. Uh, on top of that, what is the one thing that you can think of that you've eaten that you can't get or find in your hometown that you thought, man, I can't wait till I get back there to have what? Is there some type of cuisine in the Netherlands or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Groningen, actually. Uh, so mm. there was this there's this pizza called it's called the Capsulon. Locally, it's known as the Capsulon. And what it is, it's like kind of garbage pizza. So it's uh, it's like pepperoni. There's different peppers, like Italian spices and whatnot. But they throw French fries on top of it. And then like kind of <laughs> oh. Greek, Greek uh, seasoning. I agree, like the white sauce, the tzatziki type sauce, but it's right. not tzatziki sauce. I don't know what it is, but that wow, it's uh, unreal. It's, Sheila agrees. It's, it's unreal. <laughs> oh man, I okay. never thought of putting fish fries on pizza until that moment. Yeah, and now I'm like, <laughs> now I can't stop. Yeah, heart attack I, city. I still have yet to try. Uh, pineapple on pizza. Everybody says that's oh, the that's the that's thing. That's the best. It is, is it the really? best. Chris. Okay. You are missing the out. Best. Okay. You don't know what you're now. missing, man. Oh, All right. Okay. God. You have not lived until you put pineapple. Okay. On exactly. Pizza. I might get All a right. lot of hate for that, but I have to bring you some now. <laughs> you said that. I, yeah, I'm gonna have to order it now. Okay. Sorry. Uh, this is a Jeff Page question. Uh, have you ever laughed so hard that you lost milk or some other fluid through your nose? Oh yeah, for sure. That's happened. <laughs> That's, that's, it's, it's different phases of my life. I remember as a kid, it was grape soda at my grandma's house. I don't even remember what happened, but it just went everywhere. 
Um, I think, uh, I can't remember what movie, it might've been Step Brothers. There was a scene with a drum set that I just lost it. <laughs> Almost happened to me just thinking about that scene. Yeah. I wasn't thinking that drum set scene in that particular movie, but uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty of movies. Yeah. So apparently the silliest questions he's going to tell you, these are Jeff Page questions, not the cool questions, even though Jeff Page has some cool questions too. <laughs> They, they are. They are I, cool love, I love it, though. I love it. I, I'm, 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 I'm giving you credit. I'm giving you I credit for it. I'm All right. Keep them going, too. So I don't know. This is this is kind of a little bit more of a serious question. And I don't know if Greg prepped you for this question or not. But I asked him to send it to you. So if if you if you're not ready for it, we'll do it another time. What are your top three albums that changed your life and why? Yeah. Uh so that's a question. That's like asking, like, what's your favorite song? Like, yeah, I know. It's from day to, it could change from day to day. Like, what's yeah. your favorite movie? What's your favorite food? It's like, you know, but today, I, yeah, I so Greg did send me it. And I was, I was kind of thinking about it a little bit before we got on. And I was like, okay, if I had to think about three albums that changed my life, like the trajectory of me as a musician and an artist, it would be uh, Prince, uh, Sign of the Times. For sure, um, and, and especially like the the, the concert film, um, because like mm -hmm. that was playing in my house all the time. So I'm like two or three years old, running around with a plastic guitar, singing "You Got the Look," you know, holding it upside down backwards, sort of thing. Like that's like that was yeah. my yeah. life, you know, for, uh, for yeah, a period absolutely. of time. Um, Hotter than July, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. It taught me a lot about like just arranging songs and a concept for a record. You know, when you when you're listening to like the first track, uh, did I hear you say you love me? Into um, all I all I all I do, yeah. um, like that sequence, like it's like one song, you know. It's but it, like they go into each other just so seamlessly. Then by the time you hit Rocket Love, it's just like you know, forget about it. That's a fantastic one. That's yeah. awesome. And then uh, guitar wise. Uh, because I, at the time, I had never really heard anybody play the guitar like that. Um, there's a, a concert CD called G3 Live in Concert, uh, 1997. Joe Satriani, Eric Johnson, Steve Vai. <laughs> yeah. Like, it wow. just blew me away guitar-wise. Guitar I was like, wait a second. I didn't even know it could sound like that. <laughs> you know, and so, like, Cool Number 9... Joe Satriani, like that that version in particular, because there's like tons of live versions. But when I had heard that, like it just blew me away, and it's just wow. like I immediately want to go home and grab my guitar and you know, absolutely try to figure out some of that stuff. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad you were prepped because I've told I think I've got Hotter Than July on vinyl. I think that's the only place that I have it, so I'm have to break that out. Yeah. So love that one. I think somebody had asked this question too, that they had maybe, I don't remember who asked it, but somebody earlier, Jeff Page asked um, that they had a, a child or their son that was trying, that was thinking about getting into music. Yeah. Um, and what would you, what would your beer, I guess, recommendations to that person? But uh, I guess this kind of goes with this question. What's the most important thing you can tell another musician who was trying to succeed in this industry? Yeah, in the technology age, I get that question a lot. In the technology age, uh, it's uh, record yourself all the time. 
Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great way of holding a mirror to your own playing and kind of, um, kind of analyzing, okay, what works, what doesn't work? Uh, what mm -hmm. can I improve on? What am I, what am I getting better at? Um, so like re record audio, record video, just record as much as you can and, uh, never underestimate the, um, never underestimate the power of just not giving up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I think that those two things, um, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of other things that I could say, but those, those two are probably the most important. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would say the, the number one reason for any failure and we use failure very strangely because mm -hmm. there's no real failure, but it's attrition. Right. It's just right. giving up. Yeah. It's so just true. giving up too yeah. soon. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and, and if a song comes to you in the middle of the night, get up yep. find some way to record it in your yeah. phone or whatever because you're going to go back to sleep and you're going to go oh i'll remember it in the morning you're not going to you won't get up even if it's horrible <laughs> and you feel like you, there's no way i'm going to be able to make it to find a recording device find a recording device and record it some of the best music on the planet came as a result of somebody waking up in the middle of the night with the melody because there, there's a part of your brain that shuts off. There's that analytical part of your brain that shuts off that kind of allows the creativity portion to take over and you can get a lot of amazing, yeah. amazing and, ideas. And you're so that. true. You're, you're preaching right now, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And there's yeah. no excuse for not having a recording device because close by a cell phone. Yep. Yep. You, you, there are ways to get stuff recorded, and it doesn't matter. He's right. If you, you can wake up and sing it to yourself a bazillion yeah. times, thinking you'll remember it, you, you won't. Nope. If you don't capture it, I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that so many times. Like because I hear, I mean, I hear music so vividly in my sleep. A lot of times, it's like classical stuff, uh, and it's like, oh, who's playing that music? Like that music's right. so loud, and then I'll wake up and it's like not there, and. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I've I've learned over time. So you gotta you just get up, record it really quick. You know. Yeah, and, and Prince was aware of that too. Prince was aware of that too. He was aware of that part of your brain that that shuts off. And from what I heard, he used to do what I think it was Vincent Van Gogh did the same thing, where he would fall asleep in a chair with something heavy in his hand, and as he fell asleep, he would eventually the ball or whatever heavy object that he had in his hand would drop and it would wake him up and his just that state of mind that he was in as he awoke yeah. was a perfect creative, I guess. So it's like mode an material state of mind. Yeah. Mm, it's just, yeah. it's just this state of mind that you can't get to, you know, any other way. Well, Plus something you said earlier, um, when you were talking about your, your music, because you, you write all of it, you play all the instruments and you go from front to back, you all the way through track it. We're not cutting and pasting the feeling and the, the emotion and the things that you pull out of it, even those people that think they'll remember it, and even if you're successful in remembering later, it won't have that same uh, energy, that same something. So if you at least can capture a recording of it in that yeah. feeling and in that moment, you may still be able to capture what you caught, what you yeah, had there. Yeah, absolutely. So, right. you know, it matches with everything that you do already, which is yeah. pretty impressive, incredible. Yeah. So together, it, impressive, incredible. Yeah, incredible. So yeah, so we're get, we're getting deep on you folks right now. So we we, hey, we, we kind of went too. from silly questions to you know other things. But 
Well, um, that was my question, by the way. That was. That like was it, that was Jeff Page's question. <laughs> yeah, all right. Just saying. <laughs> um, but uh, here's another Jeff Page question. Uh, what's one lesson you learned from someone that you didn't actually think was important until it saved your butt in the music industry? That's a tough one. Because there's so many instances that you don't immediately recall. Um, I'm have to, I'll, let, let's come back to that one. Yeah, I, I can think of one my boss told me one time, which is whenever you're in an argument, the person that speaks last is the one that lost the argument. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, you lost. And I was like, but we are not able to use, you lost. And I was like, what's happening here? I, uh, I, I immediately thought of your story <laughs> earlier um, about the world, the world show. Your sound guy, you didn't have it. And the lesson, that, that's what jumped in my head. I said, oh, he's going to say that because if you did not work as hard as you did to prepare for that show, that's you know, true. That hard work. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that, could, that is definitely one. It's just preparing as much as you, as you can. Um, because you, you, you can't prepare for everything, but if you come to a situation prepared, uh, you come to a situation early uh, or an environment earlier than you're supposed to be there is a good one. Um, actually, being there early has saved me a bunch of times. I can tell you that, actually. Um, yeah. that I, did, I didn't think it was that important at the time. It's like, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, don't be late, you know, whatever. But, yeah, never underestimate the power of being there early because oh, yeah, no. yeah, uh, it, it gives you more time to prepare. Let's just say that. Yeah, you know, I get real anxious. Right. Yeah, I get anxious if I'm going to be late. I just start. I don't like it at all. It's it's a big thing. Um, do you have a ritual when you get to a venue that you go to before going on stage? Is there some ritual that you did since you're early? Since uh, you're early. Yeah, I mean before before we perform, I always pray. Uh, that's that's just me, uh, but that's that's definitely something I do every time. Um, Another ritual, oh, kind of weird ritual with my guitars. I, I take a like a black towel and just kind of wipe off the neck. <laughs> I I learned that from I, I saw uh, our bassist. He was doing that. Uh, one of our bassists, uh, Courtney Leonard, is incredible. He's played with everybody, but I noticed he was doing that, and I was like, I, I didn't. I never even asked him why, but then I tried it once, and I was like, I feel like it makes a difference somehow. So <laughs> I, I never leave without one of these. I even have one right here in the He's studio, got... a black towel. Did you wipe you your neck before know, you started You never the know interview? when you might need it, you know? And so I'll just take it and just kind of wipe it down, make sure it's good, you know? Is it always a black towel or is it? So it has to be black. If it's, it's anything a black else, towel. it doesn't work. It's, it's, it kind of loses the magic. I'll so, ask you, did, did you wipe your neck before you started this interview? <laughs> I did. Maybe, maybe I should. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, okay. All right. So we just had just a, just a few more uh, would you rathers. These are like quick answers. Mm -hmm. All right. Would you rather have everyone be able to read your thoughts or for everyone you know to have access to your internet history? Uh, probably internet history. <laughs> <laughs> internet history for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Don't you don't want to know what's right happening now. up in here. You do not want to know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Would you rather walk in on your parents or have them walk in on you? 
<laughs> that's terrible. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a pass. Easy on the eyes. It doesn't sound good anymore. Yeah. It doesn't sound right unless I'm saying it. Uh, all right, we'll we'll just skip over that one. We'll let you guys we'll let you guys marinate on that one a little bit. Would you yeah. rather walk in on your parents or have them uh, walk in on you? Uh, <laughs> this is an interesting one. Would you rather have Billie Eilish's future or Madonna's legacy? Uh, I, I I guess I'd have to go with Madonna. I don't know. That's just instinct. Yeah, legacy I think is is way more important. I would rather be. Uh, not that Billie Eilish is a flash yeah, in the pan. Yeah, but not a, not a knock on Billie Eilish at all. Right. right. No. Wait I, till we have that interview where we say, or Michael Gabriel's <laughs> legacy. <laughs> Eventually. All right. Hey. Would you rather solve world hunger or global warming? Hmm. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Because if you don't solve global warming, you're going to have world hunger. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's just kind of, that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. All right, two more. Would you rather have a mullet for a year or be bald? No wigs for six months. I think I, I think I could rock the mullet. I think I really could make it work. <laughs> I think you could pull it out. <laughs> I mean, if you're easy on the eyes, mullets are just like, hey, what makes a difference? Yes, it works in your favor. All right, last one. Would you rather ask your ex or a total stranger for a favor? <laughs> uh, total stranger. Yeah, I, I would probably. That's probably my vote too. That's a tough one. That depends on the favor for me. I like. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The amazingly talented Michael Gabriel. You now know more about him than you ever did before. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a brand new album, Genesis, that will be dropping soon. And as I mentioned, we will have exclusive virtual listening party only on Funkatopia with Michael walking us through all these songs and the stories behind all those songs. And you just never know who might drop in, but we will announce that date in the next week or two so that you can put it on your calendar and be ready. Um, and also, as I mentioned, Funkatopia Patreon supporters, which is Patreon.com slash Funkatopia. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Funkatopia. They always get cool stuff from us, but uh, once the new single, Let There Be Light, from Michael's album Genesis released, I will personally be buying a copy for every single supporter and will email it directly to you so that you have a legit copy all of your own. And yes. uh, also, that the whole purpose of that is to get you excited about this new album. It's coming soon. And I'm telling you, you need to have it. And uh, Michael, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us tonight and, and Absolutely. Thank you guys. Hang, hanging with us and answering these ridiculous, ridiculous. questions. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it's such an honor, you guys, for real. <laughs> such an honor. Man, it's been so much fun having you on board. Everyone, please make sure, and I think I'll, I'll do it one more time. I will post that link to the song Celebrate into the, the chat area of Facebook and YouTube. Go get it. Make sure that you follow Michael Gabriel right there on the page. So once the album gets released, you're notified of it. And, uh, of course, it's just been an amazing, amazing visit once again. Michael, I yeah, thank you. Guys. Thank, thank you, you so, much. so much. Pleasure is all mine. Sir, we will see you soon.
for the All virtual right. listening party. All right, get some That's rest. It. All right. <laughs> All right. Take care, man. Thank you. Take Bye. care, Michael. All right, that was Michael Gabriel, the one and only Michael Gabriel. Man, that was fun. 